What's up, everybody? This is Esoteric Eddie. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast version of Esoteric Eddie TV. I hope you enjoy this episode. Peace. Did the Anunnaki genetically modify our lifespan? Can we live longer? Well, that's what we're going to be exploring today. What's up, everybody? Esoteric Eddie here. Namaste. Yo, so today we're going to be diving into DNA and the possibility that our lifespan was designed to be the 100 to 120 years that it is currently. Okay, now I want to start with a verse from the Bible coming out of Genesis 6-3. And that verse goes as follows. My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be a hundred and twenty years. So God declares this um, after the flood and tells us that, you know, from that point forward, that our lifespan is going to be shortened to about 120 years. And before that, a lot of the characters in the Bible lived up to be 500, 800, 900 years old. If we take the Bible as being some sort of rendition as uh, a rendition of more ancient mythologies like that of the Sumerians and the Anunnaki, then maybe the Bible is telling us that at some point these beings, who some claim um, genetically engineered us, might have um, designed our lifespan to be as so. Let's dive into this and see if there's any truth to this. All right, so coming from this article by Hugh Ross, who is uh, a doctor, titled Long Lifespans. Adam lived 930 years and then he died. Um, we can pull some beginning information to set us on this course. And so I've gone through all these different articles and I've, hide I've highlighted um, a lot of interesting points or pieces of information to help us on this curious journey to find out whether or not our lifespans were designed intel intelligently designed to be shortened and set at the parameter that they are and here he says scientists have uncovered several distinct biochemical mechanisms that either cause or are associated with senescence uh, and senescence being aging or dying and these discoveries point to a number of possible ways that God could have allowed long lifespans and then altered human life expectancy simply by tweaking human biochemistry. Simply by tweaking human biochemistry or simply by tweaking and tweaking human biochemistry. Because why would he shorten our lifespans? That sucks. So here, the Mr. Doctor says, altering telomerase activity, telomere activity, is another way God could have acted to regulate human longevity. Telomeres, the terminal ends of DNA strands in chromosomes, are the terminal ends of DNA strands in chromosomes. All right, so this brings us to our second article here. And this one is uh, much more scientific and bulky. 
It is titled Telomeres and Longevity, A Cause or an Effect. And it was written by all these scientists here, or put together by all these scientists, published in 2019. All right, and again, I went through and highlighted a lot of important and interesting pieces of information regarding this video. Telomere dynamics have been found to be better predictors of survival and mortality than chronological age. Telomeres, the caps that protect the end of linear chromosomes, are known to shorten with age, inducing cell senescence and aging. In the past decade, various studies on a wide range of animal models were, conduct were conducted in the search for understanding the connection between telomere dynamics and longevity. Telomeres are nucleoprotein structures that define the ends of linear chromosomes. So again, um, our chromosomes, of which we have 23, have these end caps that are called telomeres, and these telomeres are what regulate aging and cell senescence, or cell aging and dying, and thus our aging and dying. And as you'll see throughout this video, a lot of scientists over the decades have used naked mole rats and uh, the blind mole rat to study telomeres and aging and how we can um, affect it. The naked mole rat known as NMR in this paper, and the blind mole rat, also known as the Spalex, or Spalex, are both considered excellent models for studying aging. They both exhibit extraordinary longevity with a maximum lifespan of approximately 30 years. Telomere length in cross-sectional studies have shown that short-lived animals face more rapid telomere shortening than long-lived ones. Again, the longer your telomere, the longer your life will be, the shorter it is. Well, you're on your way out, buddy. The paper goes on to say here, in summary, our results suggest that the NMR, naked mole rat, might have evolved age-combating adaptations such as telomere elongation in blood by upregulating telomerase, telomere activity. While similar to short-lived mice and rats, in tissues of long-lived spalax, the uh, blind mole rat, telomeres have deteriorated due to rough environment. Huh. So they're saying to a certain degree, rough environments like stress, particularly maybe the stress of city life, can shorten the telomere activity. All right, so we need to pause for a second here because the claim here by many within the truth or community, if you will, is that the Anunnaki at some point genetically engineered us. And when they did, they also genetically designed our lifespans to be shortened to about 120 years. And as we've just read, the telomere of our chromosomes are what regulate our aging and thus dying. And look, I tried as hard as I could um, to find some information out there as to why our specific telomeres are set to that 120-year span, and I couldn't find any good information out there yet. So um, if anybody has some good articles on why our telomeres are specifically set the way that they are, send them to me through my email in the description below or DM me at Instagram 
at Esoteric Eddie. But what I did find, which is equally as interesting and in which we have a lot of information on, is the fact that our chromosomes, which are supposed to be identical to our ape ancestors, is actually different in the sense that apes have about 48 chromosomes and we only have 46. So the question that has been debated throughout science for decades is, why did we, if we were supposed to evolve to be better, go from having 48 chromosomes to now only 46 chromosomes, chromosomes, chromosomes? And in this debate lies the key into understanding why we die at a certain time or within a certain span and if that certain span might have been designed intelligently by somebody other than evolution and us all right so in this article um freshly off the printer from 2022 titled chromosomal fusion and correcting mistakes a retrospective on an old debate we find some more interesting information having to do with our dna our chromosomes our telomeres and the fact that we die within a certain span of life and whether or not this was intelligently designed all right so here it is stated the final argument for evolution comes from human chromosomal fusion as the argument goes, apes have two more chromosomes than humans, 48 in apes, 46 in humans. So if common ancestry is correct, then we must account for this missing pair of homologous chromosomes in humans. Purportedly, we can do this by finding that human chromosome 2 appears to be the result of fusion between two ape chromosomes. All right, so there's this thing called chromosome 2 and chromosome 2 appears to be some sort of anomaly within our genetic makeup as we'll see and so in this debate a lot of scientists and people like have been debating and wondering why our what is called chromosome 2 is so unique to us and not found in our ape-like ancestors so as this chart shows here you know we had some common ancestor back in the day you know we were all chimps i guess with 48 chromosomes and at some point we just jumped off the boat and we're like nah we're gonna have 46 chromosomes and we're gonna go wear suits and go work and start wars and so that event caused what we now know as the chromosome 2 anomaly. Again, so chromosome 2 is the unique genetic makeup within humans that creates a distinction between us and our ape-like ancestors. This fused chromosome is found only in humans and not apes. Our fused chromosome is considered an apomorphy defined by oxford reference as a novel evolutionary trait that is unique to a particular species and all its descendants this trait is only found or is found in only a single living species humans we would call it an 
autopomorphy. According to Oxford reference, autopomorphies cannot provide useful information about phylogenetic relationships. In other words, um, you can't use an apomorphy, this anomaly, to adequately explain where something descended from genetically. You know, so scientists are looking at this chromosome 2 anomaly and saying, oh, look, you know, we used to have 48, we have 46, and uh, we also have this strange portion of our chromosomal genetic makeup that we call chromosome 2 that is an anomaly, and we don't know what to do with that. So scientists are trying to explain it all the way simply by going around about and saying, well, we were monkeys, and then at some point we split off and are no longer monkeys, but are still kind of monkeys. But as this article points out here, leading evolutionary scientists are trying to claim that an autopomorphy, the anomaly, provides evidence of an ancestral relationship between two different types of organisms. Their own literature says this cannot be done, shouldn't be done, meaning that they are trying to carve out an exception to their own rule. This autopomorphy or this anomaly cannot be used to explain why two different things are the same. That is a paradox. This anomaly is blatant evidence that these two things are not the same, or at the very least, in some distant past, something anomalous occurred that made these two things that were once one thing now two very distinct things so do you see where i'm getting at here right let's backtrack god said to us in genesis 6 3 that man's life shall be shortened to 120 years was it yahweh was it god was it the anunnaki that's up for discussion but the point being is that um our lifespan was shortened by the divine and it is still that way and what is interesting is that our lifespans are merely dictated by telomeres, which again are the end caps of chromosomes, which um, degrade over time. And as they degrade, so do all cells and thus so do our bodies, but not our consciousness, because that's what we really are, baby. And even more interesting, our specific chromosomal genetic makeup system design whatever you want to call it, is unique to the human being. And it is unique because it has what is called chromosome 2. And chromosome 2 is this strange fusion. It's a strange fusion that occurred sometime in our ancient past. And that fusion created the unique genetic makeup that would result in the human being with this specific lifespan. All right, continuing on, we have this awesome article by a PhD, Jeffrey P. Tompkins, titled Human Chromosome 2 Fusion Never Happened. And what he means by that is that the evolutionary fusion never happened. See, there's been a debate among creationists and scientists about this strange chromosome 2, which makes us distinct from all other species. And in this debate, scientists are claiming that this fusion occurred through evolutionary processes. And uh, creationists and other fringe scholars are claiming that this fusion was designed by an intelligent 
being. Okay, so the first actual DNA signature of a possible fusion event was discovered in 1991. On human chromosome number two, a researchers found a small muddled cluster of telomere-like end sequences that vaguely resembled a possible fusion. So scientists were looking at our DNA and were like, hey, yo, this looks like somebody taped this together right here. You know, in their weird scientist way, they were able to tell by looking at the telomeres, the chromosome makeup, that a certain part of it, which we call chromosome two, was unlike all the other parts. It looked as if it was fused together. What that really means, I don't really know. Um, but being a plumber, I can understand uh, the uniqueness of verbiage. It would be like me walking into a house and seeing a straight pipe, right? A pipe that just runs straight. And then seeing another pipe that's been fused together and I would see an obvious solder mark there. You would see a solder mark with a coupling. And so I'd be like, hey, somebody intelligently designed that soldering. So I assume it'd be something like that. You know, they know their craft, they know their science, and they can tell what is going on because that's what they do. All right, carrying on. However, the fusion signature was somewhat of an enigma based on the real fusions that occasionally occur in nature. All documented fusions in living animals involve a specific type of sequence called satellite DNA. So fusion does occur in nature. So we have seen this apparently. Um, but for whatever reason, as we'll learn, this fusion was not like any of the other ones that occur in nature. The fusion signature on human chromosome 2 was missing this telltale sat DNA. Satellite DNA. Another problem is the small size of the fusion site, which is only 798 DNA letters. Telomere sequences at the ends of chromosomes are 5,000 to 15,000 bases long. If two chromosomes had fused, you should see a fused telomere signature of 10,000 to 30,000 bases long, not 798. So basically, this is telling us that this was not normal. This was very precise and quite possibly intelligently designed. All right. And so he continues on saying the most remarkable anti-evolutionary finding about the fusion site turned out to be its location and what it actually does. The discovery came about while I was reading a research paper. And in this research paper, I noticed in one of the figures that the fusion site was located inside a gene. And quite remarkably, this oddity wasn't even acknowledged in the text of the paper. Finding like this, a finding like this is highly noteworthy. Perhaps this piece of information would have been the nail in the evolutionary coffin, so to speak, which is why the researchers declined to discuss it. All right, so I'm not even going to pretend that I fully grasped and understand the magnitude of what he just said, but apparently this fusion mark, I guess, within the chromosome 2 um, is not just simply on the surface level, but is actually occurring within the gene inside of it. I don't know. So basically what he's saying is that it's it's way too precise and way too just out of this world, I guess, 
to have just occurred that way in nature. And he continues, the location of the so-called fusion sequence inside a functional gene associated with the genetics of a variety of cellular processes strongly refutes the idea that it's the accidental byproduct of a head-to-head telomeric fusion. Genes are not formed by catastrophic chromosomal fusions. Hey, I mean, I'm riding with your dog. I believe it, right? Do I fully understand it? Not necessarily, but I get what they're saying. You know, I get what they're saying. Even more amazing is that the fusion site itself or is itself functional and serves as an important engineered purpose. The site actually acts as a switch for controlling gene activity, for controlling gene activity. So there, right there, we are being told that not only is our chromosomal genetic makeup unique to human beings, and not only different than our ape-like ancestors, but that our chromosome 2 section has a strange anomaly, which we are calling a fusion, in which something or someone at some point actually fused very precisely genetic makeup so that it can produce the uniqueness of what we are human beings and this specific fusion point is not just a fusion point but it's actually a functioning aspect in itself that controls gene activity thus controlling our lifespan so we're basically being told that we were genetically designed to be human beings and that our chromosome 2 section of our chromosomal genetic makeup shows us this tells us this and is evidence of this i'll end this article with this quote here clearly these dna features are not accidents of evolution but purposefully and intelligently designed functional code so as the story goes within the truth of community again um at some point in our ancient past, the Anunnaki, probably genetically engineered us, and in doing so, might have been the ones who fused chromosome two together and also shortened our lifespan to the parameter that it is today. Um, but you know, that's that's what they say. But what does the science say? What does the data say? When did this fusion actually take place? Does it fit with our Anunnaki timeline? Is it more complex? What's going on? So with that being said, let's read this next article here. When did human chromosome 2 fuse? Uh, fresh off the press, man. The 31st of August in 2023. And so we're told here in this article, recently geneticists led by Barbara Pozwekia applied a creative approach to estimate how long ago the two ancestral chromosomes fused together. They found a surprisingly recent range of times between 400,000 and 1.5 million years ago. The 400,000 is interesting because that's, that is the date we are told the Anunnaki arrived here roughly. But that date was given to us by Zechariah Sitchin, and you know, it's a whole other topic whether he was right or wrong. But um, 
his his math was was interesting to say the least but his math also kind of adds up with a lot of the geographic um anomalies that have occurred with like the younger dryas and stuff like that as we'll see a new paper just published suggests that a major bottleneck in our evolutionary history happened between 930,000 and 800,000 years ago and points to the chromosome 2 fusion as one possible consequence. Our African ancestors, Neanderthal ancestors, and Denisovan ancestors all diverge from each other around 700,000 years ago, and all these branches share the fused chromosome. So here we are being told that our most ancient human ancestors, those of the Denisovan and such, had this chromosome 2 fusion already instilled in them um, at least 700,000 years ago. And so if we're being told by Sitchin and such that, you know, the Anunnaki merely landed here about 400,000 years ago, then something needs to be corrected here. The Great Flood. Christians know it as the Noah's Ark story. The Hindus know it as the Matsya Avatar story. The Quran mentions the flood in the story of Nu. The Sumerian civilization has the Epic of Gilgamesh, which tells us about the Babylonian flood in over 2,000 cultures of the world. Recently, in Greenland, ice core samples were taken and an anomaly was found dating back to 12,900 years before 2000 AD, so about 14 to 15,000 years ago. Scientists reported a hundredfold spike in the concentration of platinum. It was hypothesized that this unnatural amount of platinum is extraterrestrial. Incidentally, Greenland supposedly has a crater dating back to the same, you know, 15,000 years ago date. During that time, the Younger Dryas catastrophe is known to have happened. The Younger Dryas impact hypothesis posits that fragments of a large, more than four kilometers in diameter, disintegrating asteroid or comet struck North America, South America, Europe, and Western Asia about that time, 14 to 15,000 years ago. This impact was known to have caused a global flood. Why? That was the time when the Ice Age just ended. The comet melted a lot of ice caps suddenly, consequently rising the sea levels abruptly. The air was filled with debris and ashes. Therefore, sunlight and the heat from the sun was blocked, causing a 1,000-year-long winter as cold as the Ice Age. But the old texts also talk about a life before the flood, right? In 2008, Michael Shunkov and other Russian archaeologists investigated the Denisova cave in south-central Siberia, Russia, and found the finger bone of a juvenile female hominin, originally dated 50 to 30,000 years ago. The estimate was changed to 76 to 51,000 years ago. But Greek archaeologists in 2019 estimated that Denisova lived 195,000 years ago to 122,000 years ago. Older Denisovan DNA collected dates to 217,000 years ago. Could these Denisovans be the supreme beings referred to in ancient texts? We have mentions of giants, rakshasas, asuras, demons, 
devas, and other beings of enormous size in texts of older religions. In the Denisova cave, another finding was a tooth 2.5 times bigger than the human tooth. I mean, look at that tooth, man. That thing is huge. So again, we have these Denisovans, right? Some of the most ancient of our human ancestors already having the chromosome 2 fusion who lived hundreds of thousands of years ago, um, seemingly before the flood, right? And we we're being told that these Denisovans were much bigger than us. So this is all kind of correlating with the Bible and Sumerian tales, which tell us that at some point, the gods, the Anunnaki, took human wives and mated with them and created this genetic anomaly known as the Nephilim. And because of that occurrence, God, Yahweh, or the upper Anunnaki decided to flood the world or simply hide the truth about an oncoming flood via the younger Dryas from the world uh, so that these Nephilim can be wiped out. And so this is all kind of wrapping into this, the main theory that we humans were genetically designed by these beings and were genetically designed prior to the flood and were designed to be their slaves, their workers, so on and so forth. Wherever the truth lies, the data is telling us that we humans are unique, are most likely not descended from apes, but could have been genetically engineered with some ape genetics within us or some neanderthal genetics within us who who might have actually been descendants of, of apes at some point um to create what we are and the evidence for that is in the chromosome 2 fusion which as many scientists are concluding did not come about by simple evolutionary processes so what am i saying I'm saying that within our DNA, there is evidence, blatant evidence, that in our ancient past, something or someone interfered with our evolutionary process and fused some of our chromosomes together, thus creating the chromosome 2 anomaly in which created the uniqueness of what a human being is. Now, in this article, we also find that within these Denisovan caves was this bracelet. And if you focus on that small hole at the side of the bracelet, which is in, which is one millimeter in diameter, very small, very fine, the scientists who ran physical tests on this hole say how it could have been made. And I quote from the report, they said, it could have been made only using a double-sided high-speed drill. Otherwise, the stone would have shattered. So here we have these ancient Denisovans who were seemingly two times our size, who have these pieces of jewelry that were handcrafted by somebody with a high level of knowledge or a high level of technology. And in the Bible, we are told that in the ancient past, angels mated with us and that angels also showed us secrets of life. Oh, this is primarily told to us through the Book of Enoch, which is an extra biblical text, which many of the early church actually used to hold used to hold as canon. But that's a whole other topic. And so this article goes on to talk about the global civilization theory, stating that at some point there was a global civilization 
and which is evident through all of the similarities in our ancient structures like the pyramids here and all this high sophistication of of building which could have only been done by you know uh, technology or at least very high levels of intellect and knowledge so all throughout cultures we see all these similarities all these monuments and all these structures that could have only been built by people who had a high level of knowledge a high understanding of technology and we see all these similar practices around the world and similar types of worship and imagery basically stating that you know we used to be interconnected by a global race the anunnaki or such who were advanced and were proliferated around the world who genetically designed and created us as workers and after the flood came and wiped them all out and wiped many of us out basically all that was left standing were their amazing pieces of monuments and, and buildings which were testaments of their once being here but now seemingly gone so were we designed to only live 120 years as the bible puts it well the data shows that human beings have a very distinct and unique chromosomal genetic makeup that does not point to us being descendants of apes but rather a very intelligently designed and new species on this earth and that is blatantly evident in the chromosome 2 fusion mark which could have only been done with precision and intelligence in mind and of course our chromosomal end caps known as telomeres are what regulate our aging and dying and so all of that was a package that came with the new species that was and is the human being and so the data is pointing towards intelligent design the question of course is who was that and for what purpose and of course many of us within the truth or community will jump to the conclusion that it was the anunnaki who did this and they did it so that we could be workers and not rise to higher levels of thinking and consciousness and simply live and die with just enough time to be here and do what we have to do for them and not think anything more than that but as we were denied immortality in the bible and in the sumerian texts can we actually bypass that well scientists have now begun to understand this a bit more a lot of articles have been coming out the past week or so about scientists finding a gene that can grant long life as is stated in this article here and it doesn't have much to do with telomeres but something different that is equally as fascinating scientists including those from the university of rochester in the u.s say the findings open exciting possibilities for demystifying the secrets of aging and extending the human lifespan scientists successfully introduced into mice a gene responsible for making high molecular weight hyaluronic acid hmwha which at this point on we will call himha a molecule responsible for naked mole rats's unusual resistance to cancer there goes those mole rats again so for whatever reason we're using mole rats to study anti-aging and um resistance to cancer and stuff like that 
Compared to mice and humans, the mole rats have about 10 times more himha in their bodies. Himha, again, being that strange molecule that, that uh, allows for longevity. In the new research, scientists genetically modified mice to produce the naked mole rat version of the hyaluronin synthase 2 gene responsible for making a protein that produces himha. So the article goes on to explain some of this, and I guess it's new and fascinating. Um, scientists are just doing what they always do, tinkering with nature and trying to add this and take away that so that we can live longer, so that we can party more and start more wars, baby. But yeah, anyway, so in conclusion, yeah, I mean, we were definitely intelligently designed to be human beings in the fashion and form that we are, and that is evident by chromosome 2, which has a fusion mark that is so precise and anomalous that it would be ridiculous to assume it occurred so through simple evolutionary processes. Now, who intelligently designed us? Well, that's for you to decide. Peace.